Welcome, 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 welcome to the Life is Dumb Podcast. What's up, Nate? <laughs> ah, you do have waveforms. Okay, we're good. Happy New Year, dude. Happy New Year to you. 2018. We made it. I'm alive yeah. and well. How was, <laughs> kind of, right? Yeah. How was your? Uh, other than it's a, uh, it's the, um, it's like the tundra in this house, and I feel like I can see my breath in every single room. We are okay. Although I realize that 90% of the entire United States or some ridiculous number is in like sub zero weather. And I'm, I'm bitching about like 40 degree weather, but right. <laughs> whatever. But it's, uh, it's funny. They're talking about the U of M game, which was just horrendous in itself yesterday, but they're down in Florida and it was like seven degrees one day. And during the game yesterday, it was like 40. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> why, would, why go to Tampa at all? But it's uh no, man, the U- new year's been good. I've already gotten some shit because, uh, I Snapchatted something, and I was at the gym yesterday, and I Snapchatted 2019 yet, but apparently my sarcasm didn't come across. Hmm. <laughs> Just like, a dud. First, first day, I wasn't, nothing was wrong, everything's good. <laughs> well, hey, you know what, uh, get all your misfires out of the way, like in the first week, <laughs> like dust all the cobwebs off, you're like, man, it's a new 2018 for everybody, like, I, I, what, what, what's, what do you expect, you know, it's a, we're all infants again. Let's skip another year, <laughs> go straight to 2019, but, uh, no, man, it's been good, it's, uh, Got about another week here at home, and uh, we'll be figuring out what we're gonna do, how we're gonna road trip back. Uh, yeah, want to want to see some few different things, but I don't know if the road trip will necessarily be as long. And try and get back and work a little bit, but uh, all in all, man, it's it's been pretty good. Christmas is good. good. Uh, we even talked since, I guess, technically right before Christmas. Uh, yeah, we we talked briefly on the phone like this week or this past weekend, but uh, yeah, yeah, just been sort of relaxing and uh, catching up and just doing the do i don't know it's hard i don't i don't really i've had no relaxation well that's a lie that's a lie i've absolutely relaxed <laughs> over the weekend but uh you know the nursing shift the nursing schedule doesn't really take the take the holidays off which is fine i mean that's been my reality for the last seven years but we have had it's, we did have christmas off and stuff like that so that's that's been different but it's been it's nice. such a crazy time of year man it's uh it's just one of those times where it it feels like everything slows down for at least a little bit, but everybody seems so much more high strung and yeah, uh, it's kind of frustrating. Cause you like you, you're, I think your mentality is like, let's chill out for a minute. But then like anxiety is just all over the place and it's a, it's a disaster, a feeling of disaster or chaos, I guess maybe it's a better word. It really, it's a, <laughs> it really is. I think, um, I, I do think for whatever reason, like, with with the medical field it never really does slow down that much i mean things do slow down but the the actual grind and the shift doesn't change so most medical professional professionals that work shifts like generally have this pretty seamless transition into the holidays and then out of the holidays and like oh you know so they're like holding their cup of coffee when everyone comes back to work like oh how was your holiday like oh it was great <laughs> i was here uh welcome back everybody let's, let's right get back to work and... but the holidays are strange man it's it's like we have this there's this premeditation prior to the holidays and we're so geared up for the holidays and then they happen and and then, then they're done. And now we're here and it's like, Oh shit. 
it's all done. Like that, <laughs> that thing we've been waiting for since October, like pumpkin spice lattes and, <laughs> and Christmas lights and Thanksgiving. And, but, uh, it's a good time of the year. It's good to be back on, be the first mainland Christmas I've had in a while. So, which is, which is awesome. And yeah, you got to see your family and stuff a little yeah, bit this year. It's and... been fantastic, you know, making okay. new traditions. And I think I said that in the last podcast, but either way, it's all good. It's, it's, uh, I had this conversation with somebody yesterday and they're like, Oh, do you really like the holidays? And I was like, honestly, I, I like the time of year because everything's supposed to slow down. Yeah. But I was like, I like the holiday. I love Christmas. I love like New Year's Day, like Easter, those things where everybody, like the family just gets together. Oh, yeah. And at least in my family, it's like, I'm just in basketball shorts and a t-shirt all damn day long and like all the food you can eat, yep. sports are on and like you just get to chill and, and hang out with the people you love the most. And to me, I love that day, but I do not love everything around it as much as like we should be slowing down. It's just way too chaotic. And like, I think it's that way because regardless if people love or hate routine, you need routine. Oh yeah. You know, like you know, like oh, I'm not, I'm not in the gym the way I usually am. I'm not, I'm not doing X, Y, and Z the way I usually do. And you're like, <clears throat> just get me out of the holiday so I can get back to work and I can get new routine and structure and yeah, I can that's actually, start getting back to it. That's actually really interesting. You do get thrown off of routine, and it's it really is you know as much as you want to get to the gym, it's like hey, the gym hours have closed, or. <laughs> You know, the the kids wake up at this time. There is something, and I think you agree with this too, because I, I need this. It's that routine and structure. I oh, actually yeah. create it for myself. It's not that I, I I just do. It's I like to get this done. I make lists. I do this and that. And, and when things are sort of stalled or thrown out of alignment because of, of a holiday, it does sort of like mess with the internal clock and everything. But... It is for a short period of time, and, and we can get well, back on board. It's so, di- it's so difficult to manage, like manage time around around these like the holidays man like i i equate to like when uh when i played hockey like i i would time was a premium uh when you when i was playing during the season as soon as the season over like my grade point would just plummet and it'd be like yeah i could do it tomorrow (laughs) i I mean (laughs) i i i get it i i do it's um pre pre the holidays and then i don't know it's crazy because even for school you take such a long time off and then you're supposed to come back and like, all right, just brush the cobwebs <laughs> off. Like, how was your three-year break, everybody? Okay, right. let's get back into a thousand pages of reading a day. Right? Yeah, it's a, uh, <clears throat> it's an interesting time. It's in, it's a, uh, it's a great time to take inventory on yourself. But I yes. think it's awesome and easy to do to take inventory on other people because you're like, oh yeah, dude, you are you are glued to something that I don't know what it is, but it's not helping you right now. <laughs> for sure. I, I think there's another thing too, um, and I've I've been more grateful uh for it, I think, this holiday, um, is and of course I'm not sitting here promoting this or because y'all do what you I'm not judgmental at all, but um having a a, a, f- a sober holiday. And I did it last year, so it's nothing it's not really different, but um moving through the holidays and having a relative routine and structure and then entering, you know, January 2nd, January 3rd. And it's like, I really haven't changed anything when it comes to diet or like guzzling alcohol and stuff like that. And, you know, just watching some people do that and just getting pumped for that R and R and like get, and I could, I couldn't imagine filling your system through for all of that for like a week and a half of just like seeing family friends and partying and excessive food and alcohol and drugs and whatever. And then just hit the second of January, like, okay, 
Um, Heck, clean slate. Yeah, all right, clean slate, starting again. Like, man, I don't know why I'm so tired and feel like shit, but, you know. Well, I, addiction happens so fast, too, and, like, uh, if you don't think you're going to get addicted to eating the sugar and drinking and, like, even if it doesn't become a bigger issue, it's still a hard thing to transition out of. Well, you, it's easy to do. You still have to have a, a period of uh, resetting, right? I mean, you don't just go <laughs> the there. The body's got to zero. Right? It, it has to. It isn't just like, well, I mean, maybe in your youth when you were 18, yeah. 17, 18, you could eat all that garbage and wake up and run a marathon the next day. But, like, man, even being 30 now, it's uh, even a bad night of sleep is almost as war as bad as like bad hangovers I had when I was like 21 years old. It's, it's, it's gnarly. It really is bad. You just, you don't have the hangover and the body aches, but you're just like, <laughs> everything hurts. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Like I gotta go do it's, stuff. Today. It's so funny, man. Like everybody's always like, I, I'm like, Oh my God, my body's just in so much pain all the time. And they're like, wait till you're 35. I'm like, I, I'm only 28 and I feel like crap. <laughs> So welcome, it, yeah. Which is which is awesome because I I guess it's probably a good time to segue into it. Yeah, and, let's do it. Uh, you know, like at the end, at the end of this episode, we're gonna go through some resolutions, and I think how you and I hopefully it's different. We haven't really talked about it too much, but just that we want to talk about it. But yeah, how we're getting to what our resolutions are going to be or what they are. I guess since January second sure. now, third, yeah. whatever it is today. Um, but uh, just I think we probably take different approaches, and I think that's what's really cool about. It. There's no one way. There's no same goal for everybody if mm-hmm. whatever you know insert whatever goal you know where do you want it for goal but uh i think especially coming out of our last episode and and in this time of the year i we wanted to talk about fear and i think yeah. that fear is such a broad broad arena that it could mean a whole bunch to a whole bunch of people but mm-hmm. uh i think it does kind of draw parallels or you include the variables from the last episode of yeah. you know how you be- your, what your beliefs are, the language you use with yourself, and, and your perspective really. So, Absolutely. Um, so before we get in, before we get into that, I would like to plug uh, for those of you who have been listening. The support is incredible as it always is. If you're getting us on Podomatic, continue to engage us on Podomatic. But iTunes is our gold standard. Get on iTunes, subscribe, leave a good star rating and a, a comment. Don't let fear paralyze you. Log in, find the Life Is Done podcast, subscribe, and do the good star rating. And of course, anywhere else you get your podcasts, go ahead, subscribe. We appreciate the word of mouth. Um, we do have a, I'll just say it right now, a potential Facebook page opening up for resolutions. It's not up yet. We'll kind of keep you abreast of that. And anyway, so yes, back to the topic of, of fear and and moving through it into the new year. Yeah, yeah no, you know, and, and like for me, this kind of came, again, obviously it came from the last episode, but just uh, I feel like this year, obviously very different year for me and my, my family and I, right? So I live across the country now and I came home for an extended period of time and I think you always have this expectation. I was very excited to come home, especially this because it was like, okay, you don't have any school you have to focus on. Uh, you know, it's different from Thanksgiving or my nephew's first birthday when I came home. Everything was rushed and you're just trying to do all this stuff. And then I came home, I drove home and for the first time ever, that time changed absolutely destroyed me. I mean like sleeping into like 11 30 in the morning yeah. you know me i i might stay in my room until 11 but i'm usually up at like uh, 6 6 30 yeah. like doing something and uh it, it's been a very interesting challenging experience for me um i think that i 
do probably almost too good of a job or I don't know if that's I do myself a disservice in the way I try to manage my expectations about things I don't ever get too excited I tend to probably get more low than I would ever get high yeah um, and it's something that I've tried to kind of work on you know like get mm. excited for things you want to be excited for and that's okay like you don't don't be scared that's not going to work out which is you know what we'll talk about a little bit here today yeah. but it's been very interesting coming home for me in the sense that when you're not involved in the day-to-day you don't think about how everything's changing for everybody else like they're just like i moved out to colorado i did school made new friends all this stuff like my life changed drastically and then you come home and you don't ever really take the time to sit there and think like, oh, what changed for everybody else? And mm. like just because I came home doesn't mean that their routine or their structure should change either. Yeah. And so it's been very interesting to kind of feel that chaos for myself. It's been uncomfortable. Um, and, and part of me feels a little bit down about it and not because I've been disappointed or anything like that. It's just one of those things of like – you didn't. You don't recognize it. Out of sight, out of mind type thing. Where you're like, mm-hmm. it's hard to understand what the change is without being involved in it. Or it doesn't. When you're involved in it, it's not as extreme, right? So now I come home and I'm like, how do I put myself into these circumstances, these situations, without disrupting um, or becoming an issue? And and then you just, you know, the time change. I was a disaster, man. So like, I finally feel good again. Like where I wake up, I'm like, oh, I feel like I slept for a while today. And you're gonna come back. Uh, Right, now I'm going to screw it up when I come back next week. But um, it, it's been very challenging. But I, the other part of this topic of fear has come from I've done a lot more this Christmas. I've spent more time with friends that I haven't seen in years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've communicated with more friends, and even though I, you know, like all I craved was I want to sit at home at night and just kind of chill out for a change. I've pushed myself to continue to do things uh, because I don't want to come back to Colorado and be like, I didn't, as much as I want to relax and, and chill out, I also don't want to sit there and be like, oh, I can't see anybody for another four to six months. Like that's, you know, so what are you really feeling? I think it's, it's been good for me in that, in a challenging way. And, and there's been some growth and, and as you get older, I think these things are more natural people, mm. people's lives change and they don't, I think I think people when they take risks like we you know I have people like you know have to take some similar risks you don't understand it until you start going through it and people can sure. tell you to they're blue in the face but it's one of those things you've got to submerge yourself in it like I took a risk on myself and for the most part it's worked out like I'm yeah. I'm happy you know I'm happy but for coming home it's been just a, a challenge and I've gotten to see so many of my friends that are taking huge risks. A lot of them have gotten married in the last year. A few of them are having kids this year or, you know, they're pregnant or they've already had the kid buying houses, redoing their houses. Uh, Hearing people talk about their current relationships, their current circumstances and careers or whatever it might be. It's, I feel like the holidays, the Christmas time of year makes everything exponentially more drastic. That's exacerbated. Um, you know, it, it, that's a great word for it. It's it's just there's so much more pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people that are alone feel it because they're like, I don't have anybody. Like, you've got plenty of people, man. Like, I I loved being alone. So it's like, I can just go do whatever I want. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anywhere I have to be. I just know I'm going to be with my family, and that's cool. I also understand that, like, man, we've talked about this. Everything's easier with a team, especially sure. when you have a good team. Yep. You know, like, it takes a lot of the edge off. and um, But it's it's – 
been really a great joy to get to communicate with some people that I, in new ways, you know, I spent time with a friend of mine and all we did was watch a Red Wings game and, and I've been very good friends with the family for a long time and it was just a new experience and I, I walked away thinking like, what have I been so fearful of doing these types of things, you know, like just hanging out with different people. Yeah. Um, and I realized that everything that I feared, I mean, maybe not everything, but the things I were fearing were very, um, they're false. Mm-hmm. They're were, they were just made up perspective of really, I think it was a, a, a negative belief in myself, which created that situation of like, don't do this. Don't go get involved with these people because you might get made fun of, or you might sound stupid or you might not fit in. You're like, or you might not have anything to talk about. Right. <laughs> the scariest like, thing, silence. Or, or you can go and just, if you don't like it, don't do it again or yeah. just be very, you know, uh, critical of how you spend your time, I guess. But, um, it's been really interesting and, and quite frankly, the feedback on the podcast has been, um, so overwhelmingly awesome that it's been like when people say it, I'm like, I don't even thank you. I don't, yeah. I don't even know what to say. Uh, so keep, that, that's also listening. been a new experience. <laughs> yeah. You're like, thanks. thanks man. Like, I don't know how to elaborate on what you're saying. Like, I don't, I don't really have that much information about it other than thanks for listening, keep listening, spread the word. But yeah. um, those experiences, uh, I think, will pay off. Uh, they paid off in the immediate, but I think that when you think about bigger picture of growth and and the challenges you put yourself into, I think that those things always continually build up. And it's just we've talked about this, more data mm-hmm. to really make a, a better, a more yeah, probably just a better decision yeah. for yourself. And I think that's been something I've focused on through, you know, last month, a few weeks yeah. uh, of challenges, of challenges of change, mm-hmm. coming into change that you, you're you already very familiar with. Yeah. It, it's, well, it's been very interesting. It's interesting you bring that up because there, not a lot of people have that experience where you go from a very familiar environment and to be detached from it for a period of time. Obviously you're in communication with one another, you, you text and you're on the phone, but unless it's someone who you've spent every single day with for decades, like your fit, your folks or your brothers and sisters who it's like, you just pick up where you left off kind of thing. You know, you go and I, I experienced this with, with being in the military and being a number of different places and being displaced from home, uh, Detroit. I mean, home is kind of where I make it now, but um, you go home and you visit the family, you visit friends, and you visit people you haven't seen in a while. And you're right, their routine continues just as your routine does. And it feels um, there, you can almost have projections when you go back and you visit people. Um, and, and, you're, you're, and that's the thing about the holidays as well, is it's like a crash course on catch up. And you're trying to figure out everything that's been going on. Um, where you still fit in that situation where, you know, people will be thinking that's where, where does, mm-hmm. where do we fit into this person's life? And I've done that before to traveling all over and, and seeing friends and visiting friends again. And in a way it is, it's not stressful because it's, it's amazing, but you, you bring up that point. It's like, okay, um, you can obviously catch up with friends, but you're going and visiting people you haven't seen in a long time, or you're putting yourself in new situations. Maybe your resolution is to be more gregarious and outgoing, you know, it, why do they serve alcohol at all social events? Uh, why do they, why do they, so, because it loosens people up and people right. just, and so, you know, you like to say alcohol is something that we, we know what your true nature is when you drink it because you don't 
care about what you say. You do what you want and there's no inhibitions. I mean, right. obviously it's not truly who you are because, you know, the conscience kind of kicks in when you've got sobriety, but, or when you're not wasted, but you know, there's a reason we use that because it loosens people up and we have communications. We have communication. We have honest communication. We just don't care. Our filters down. But when you, um, you know, it's hard to, to do that. I'm not saying you need alcohol to do it. That's not the point. I guess I'm making the, the analogy when, when you go to these situations where you're playing catch up and you're putting yourself in new situations, it becomes hard to let down the walls and not be vulnerable or to, to, to allow some vulnerability for discussion and, and just asking people who they are, what they are, what are they into? And I think that in a way, I guess maybe looking back at myself, um, you know, I used alcohol to, for society or for, for social functions and, right. and, uh, and to be a person now that has to go into a social function and, and do it, you know, completely sober. It's not that it's impossible. It's just, there's a little bit more maybe thought that goes into it. There's a little bit less talking about yourself and more listening. And, um, I mean, that's just an example. I'm obviously, this it's, is a, it's, it's funny that you bring that up. Cause I, even in college, like <laughs> I'm not a, I've never been someone that truly enjoys getting hammered. Like that's I enjoy a beer here or there and yeah. I, I always say like oh if I end up drunk it's because I had a great time but there was a point and it probably still rings true it's you know for s- some situations but if I'm in a a different situation where I feel a little bit uncomfortable and there's alcohol for some reason that beer just tastes a lot better and sure. like before I know it I'm like whoa you're four deep man like <laughs> these are going it, down way too easy and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm loosened up everything's yeah. good to go and like now I'm talking to everybody Sure. General, gen, most people are like, dude. You, most people don't even believe that I have confidence issues. And I'm like, well, well yeah. spend 30 more seconds with me, and I'm the first one to tell you everything that's wrong with me. So sure. Well, I mean, think, uh, look at those those situations where, I mean, just a social situation where you have something that's now it's in your hand. Um, you can use it as a a pause in conversation to drink it. You can. Uh, use it as something to go get more of to excuse yourself from from the situation if you got to take a, a leak or you got to go get another one i mean right. there's there's lots of reasons why it's it's great and then you just next thing you know you you drink a lot of them but it is it, it can be socially awkward when you don't have anything in your hands and you're just talking to somebody and you don't know anything about them um but it's i don't know Tran- it, transitions man uh, <laughs> yeah it's I, microcosm like, I, I, I say this the in the gym point, but you know, like being a part of the uh, crossfit world i guess um in terms of coaching more often than not uh a lot of people are like they want to you know muscle up example in, in a in a gym world well most people can pull up most people can dip but most people cannot do a muscle up it's a transition like going to a party getting to the party not that hard walking out from outside to inside the change of environment, that transition, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Most most people, f- I fear that, and usually the way I do get through that is some kind of humor, being loud, being obnoxious, being, sure. I guess what I feel like is myself a lot of times where I like to make people laugh, so I just go for it, but what makes that easier? Uh, alcohol generally makes it easier. Marijuana for me doesn't necessarily make it easier because I get paranoid. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> but it, it's, it's funny that transition state is generally – really difficult and so when we're talking about fear mm-hmm. like what is what is fear well i mean you, i don't i don't I mean, i'm sure there's a definition out there that i would sit there and be like oh that's a really great definition of to describe what fear is but fear is uh 
an infinite variable. It's always changing. Like you can draw fear from anything, but fear is also not real. Danger, very real. Yes. You know, like uh, we've, I think we've talked about this, but there's a big black bear in our fucking house. Danger. Like, yes, that feeling is warranted, Mm -hmm. but the fear of just showing up, most of it comes from what's the story you've already created. It's, it's an anxiety. Um, but there's stuff like fear of failure. Yes. We, we just are fear of success. We just talked about this before we came on here. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things you can create this, this situation. Fear is the, the label we've given it and we attach to it because it's easy to attach to it. It's mm-hmm. protective. But the reality is, is it real? No. Most of the time it's just yeah. not. Now, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, though, when you do show up to that party and you've got all these these uh, this anxious uh, thought process going on. Where like people are going to be staring at me because I look funny or I'm fat. Uh, people are going to be think I'm annoying because I'm loud and I like to tell jokes or whatever it might be. Uh, those are not real things. Um, now, when someone does give you you know the lip service about you're annoying or this or that, you're like, well, first of all. You can't say I told you so because you did not know that was going to truthfully happen. You you can't predict, you can't that. predict that. We yeah. can't even what you, what's your next thought going to be? You don't know it until you have it. So you can't predict it. You know like there. I tried. Right? Right. Like everybody that's listening, pause for a second and sit there and say what's my next thought? Because as soon as you have it, the prediction is no longer a prediction. It's just what you're having the thought of. So is it real? Most of the time, no. But self-fulfilling prophecy says that, oh, I told you so. But we, we don't it's know almost, that. It's almost that, like a those, priming, those things, yeah. What's that? It's almost like a priming. Like we we right. expect something. Well, priming is more like you see something that you've been primed prior that you don't know. But, yeah, I guess in, Some, in a way. Somewhere it's probably learned. I mean, yeah. like, you know, talk about anxiety. You talk about your fear. Like, why do you fear it? Someone probably told you that. You know, like for me, I worry. I have body image issues, and a lot of times I don't know exactly where it stems from. But I remember as a kid growing up and having a kid call me fat boy at school and stuff like that. Was that the reason? I, I don't know. Quite yeah. frankly, I don't care. It's more of like how do you move through it now? Mm-hmm. But um, it, it is almost entertaining to look at it because it's crippling. And I don't mean that it's funny that you've been crippled by your fear. I mean, it's funny that we give power to something that's just not actually there. Yeah. And also, when you look at that, like a lot of times what I fear is somebody else's insecurities being projected onto me. Sure. Like, oh, they're calling me fat. Now, is that a real thing? Like, I don't think I'm fat. Now, do I have the desired body that the mainstream media would tell you? Nope, I do not. But there's plenty of people that love me. Sure. And what's most important, do I love me myself? Yes. But like a lot of times what I'm fearing is somebody else's insecurities mm-hmm. being projected onto me. And then I use that as self-fulfilling prophecy to say, I told you so. I was warranted to fear these yeah. things. And then I got a whole bunch of shit show going on yeah. and I don't know how to handle it. Sure. <clears throat> so I wanted to break down like the definition of fear and like yeah. the way I look at it. And, it, and I'm sure lots of people look at it. But – really fear is it's an unpleasant emotion, right? It's an emotion caused by generally a belief that something, someone, or something is going to be dangerous, right? So we developed, I look, I talk about evolution. That's my belief. Uh, well, it's a theory that I subscribe to rather. Um, Which I think we but, agree with. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we have a, a level of agreement there. But that was a, it was evolutionary based. Like we had an emotion to something that, was dangerous, right? We believed that when the birds started calling really loudly and the monkeys started howling, 
that there was probably a predator. So it was a it was actually a, a cause and effect, right? Maybe not even a belief. We 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 knew that um, there's only two things that make the weeds rustle or the grass rustle. First one, wind, right? Second, animal. And right. what do animals do? They're either our food or we get killed by them. So right. we developed predator this, to prey situation. Exactly. We developed an emotion to and this emotion is called fear. And over time, you know, we evolve and a lot of these basic things that we 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 had in our evolution as as humans have not gone away. They don't evolve out. We don't and so we we hold on to these emotions. And fear is an emotion, but when it's caused by a belief that isn't inherently something that is dangerous or is likely to cause pain or is a threat, then that's when the paralysis becomes or the the fear becomes a complete um I guess denigration of of moving forward and progress for a human being. So when I look at situations, and really the way I'm trying to to look at this in 2018 is when I have fear of a risk that I'm taking or fear of change uh, would be the big ones. I used to have fear of the unknown, and I'm sure we'll get into this. Um, that I, I liked, I I want to pause and stop, and I've been trying to do this and say, okay, where is this fear? based out of what is the basis of this fear i know it is an emotion and that's true but where is the creation of this emotion coming from is it a actual perceived threat is it actually going to be dangerous or hurt me or is this just a belief that i can't do something of course we're going to talk about managed expectations you're not just gonna you know jump out of an airplane with a with a, a parachute on if you've never done it before or you've never had training, like obviously that's crazy, but, or, you know, you're not, that's danger. That's danger. Um, there's plenty of things, but, um, to paralyze yourself or have fear of a situation because of an unwarranted, um, an unwarranted danger or an unwarranted threat, whether that is body perception or, societal perception of how you are going on a run and you feel like you're overweight. Well, I'm not going to go on it because I'm afraid someone's going to make fun of me. Right. Is that unpleasant emotion of fear warranted? And that's, I think where I need, I want to move forward is, is this fear warranted? And you can literally make a pros and cons list. Okay. What are the, what is, why is, why should I be afraid? Okay. I make my list. Well, I could be house. I want to buy a house, right? Uh, well, I could be house poor. That's, that's, that's a fairly good fear to have. Right. Um, number two, I got to fix the problems now. I can't call the landlord. All right. That's, that's substantiated. Um, three, uh, I have a loan now. Okay. Those are three now make that's, I guess that'd be the, the pro, the con of having fear, like, or the, excuse me, the pro of having fear, like a warranted fear. Right. So then you make the list of things that uh, I guess overcome that fear or, or don't warrant that fear sort of like a reverse pros and cons list, but you make that list and it's like, you're building equity. You, you have your own place. You have, I mean, so you just make the list and I look at the list and I go, look, bounce it out, man. What, what is overwhelmingly good here? Is right. your fear warranted? Is it substantiated? And if it's not, I think you move forward from there. And that's a, that's a crazy exercise for every fear thing you have. But I think once you do it, you can move through it pretty quickly. Well, it's, it's creating a, a mindset of habit of like, how do you view these things? But it's, Fear can be paralyzing, but in in it can also be 
motivating for lack of better terms it can it can be a catalyst yeah fear can be used as a catalyst we've talked about this like when you fear something again rationally uh if it's something rational mm-hmm. you probably need to submerge yourself in it sure. uh, you know like you talk about a house you're making pros and cons lists and it's like okay but all of these cons what is the actual if that thing goes wrong what's the belief that you won't be able to figure it out You've sure. made it this far in life, figuring all these things out. You've navigated your way through it. You know what you do like. You don't know what you don't like. And, and you're going to continue to evolve those things. Yeah. But what's one of my things is always like when I have this fear, it just stops at that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, but what's to make you believe that you can't work yourself out of that situation? Yeah. Like I go, I go hiking alone. I'm like, what if you get lost? Okay, have you gotten lost yet? I mean – I guess you could say I've gotten off the path a little bit, sometimes intentionally, sometimes like just look around like, oh shit, where the fuck am I? Yeah. But you're like, you got here, so you, at some point you're going to get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like retract your steps or like, you know, financially. Okay, so you have a new new challenge in front of you. What's to say that you can't call somebody and say like, how do you, how do you navigate this? How do you view this? What's to say that you will even have a problem? You don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, it could be yeah. smooth sailing the whole way. Like you know, like uh, okay, you buy a house and you got to do a lot of the improvements yourself. Sure, and you don't know how to do a lot of them. Great. What's the opportunity there to learn how to do it? Yeah, for cheap? exactly. Or if you're financially in a situation where you can call somebody and do it, go for it. Yeah, and your mentality really takes it like a step further. And that's it because you could make the pros and cons list, and you could say, well, you know what? Hey, that house. It's a my my fears have been validated. Uh, I might have to fix something that goes wrong. Hey, I need a new roof. It's leaking. Like, okay. Um, Especially with an so, investment like that, it's not a Michael wrong. It's like, well, when it goes when wrong, it goes wrong. Fix it. Exactly. And you do make that. It's like, okay. Well, I haven't looked any further. So all the other, um, all the, all the positive things, I guess, uh, from, from owning a house um, are outweighed by having to potentially fix something or being in debt to the bank or something like that. If I don't look any further, through that and, and apply the principles that you've just talked about where, you know, have, okay, you owned a house before, didn't, you know, look and, 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 and glean from your experience that you've had and the strength that you've had in the past. If you don't do that, then you can make a pretty superficial pros and cons list for every fear emotion that you have right. and just be like, yeah, I'm done, man. I'm just going to go to my room, shut the door and let the days fly by. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like we talk about fear being paralyzing, but fear is misery. You know, mm-hmm. like how how do you get out of misery? How do you get through fear? Take action. You don't have to conquer the whole house thing. You know, all the things that you think are going to come up with the house. There's going to be things that you think are going to come up that are going to come up. And there's going to be things that you never even considered that are going to come up. You're going to be like, mother oh, yeah. shit. Like, yes. good Lord. But like, it's one of those things of like, how do you fix just about anything? Anxiety, fear, depression. You take action. Yeah. Take one step. So your first step might be, let's just see what the market's like or what kind of house do I want? What kind of situation do I want to fix up or do I want to buy something that's pretty ready and I can put my touches on? Because even a brand new house has issues. Sure, like, it does. You know, and, but like, it, you know, we don't have to talk about a house. It could be, for me, uh, in one of my goals, and we'll talk about it at the end of the show today, is, is for resolution is not necessarily getting my body weight down but creating a better relationship with food. Sure. I'm I'm a classic and I, I it took me a long time to navigate to this point of I used to have a fear of showing up. Well, I believe that showing up is usually almost the entire battle. 
because once you're there, you're like, well, I'm here. I might as well figure it out, right? And like most things in life are pretty simple and it's just a matter of like, am I mind associated? Because now they're difficult. But if I have clarity, I'm like, oh, well, you try this. If it works, great. If it doesn't, try something else. And then obviously at some point you reevaluate, do I need to fold the cards right now? Mm -hmm. But there's so much fear in, in success you know, like we talked about this again of like the podcast, not that we're making it big, but the amount of feedback that we've gotten has been overwhelming. And then it started to kind of create this anxiety of like, well, am I doing these for the right reasons? And for me, and, and you know a little bit about this, I've sat in my room in Colorado and been like, maybe we should shut this thing down because I, I don't know if I can handle it. But the reality is, and for me, I had to literally write myself a note of, would you rather you know, what questions do you want to ask when you die? Have I impacted the world? Do I feel like I've impacted the world? And did I create anything? Did, you know, like those, those things matter to me. It's not a matter of like, oh, can, how many likes can I get on Instagram? It's a matter of, <clears throat> do you want to create a better life for yourself? Because generally the way you do that is create it for other people. Yeah. You know, like your service means a lot. And how, what service looks like, it doesn't have a true definition of what it looks like. It has a definition of action. I means providing to others, but how you do that, yeah. there's no, there's no limit. And it's one of those things of like for food, a lot of times I eat like shit because I can't make the perfect meal. Well, how do you, first of all, the word perfect is kind of an issue in itself. Sure. Not to mention my, my first kid will probably be named perfectly done, but, uh, like it, it. it'll be, <laughs> yeah, I see what you did. No, no failure in his life ever um, or her life. Um, but it's just one of those things of like, how do you learn how to create the most efficient or most beneficial situation where you start somewhere? And for me, it's like, okay, well, maybe you just find a few meals that work for you and create it over a week. And then the second week, maybe you add a separate um, recipe or something in, just very simple steps. Mm -hmm. So that way, once you get comfortable, now once you have that structure, that foundation built on whatever you're doing, whether it's nutrition or it is working out or it's career, it's relationship, what exactly can you branch off of there? And then things get more creative. But you don't have to do all these overwhelmingly big picture things right away, like crawl, walk, run. Yes. That, or just, I mean, just start making your food. Yeah. Start there. I really do. The, the crawl, walk, run is so important because I think when – so I, I've had a, a fear of the unknown. I think I, I, I've lived with that for – You're probably I, the only person in the world too. Probably. It's really strange. I'm unique that way, uh, and I, I do I do uh, credit the the army for uh, and not necessarily what I did in the army, but making the decision to join the army. Um, it just took me down this path that was completely different. Signing papers and going to trainings and and it was a lot of my own. I had to do certain things. I I had to go so far out of my comfort zone. I was traveling between Detroit and Ann Arbor like twice a week. Going and it just. It, it really allowed me to go to, to assume correctly that I could do, I could do whatever I really wanted. If I set my mind to it, manage expectations, of course, but there's a fear, the fear of the unknown. I think it still permeates my core and it is, and unfortunately the biggest part of it is my, and this is what I have to overcome. And there's obviously different tools I use to try to do this, but and I'm not perfect. Like I haven't overcome it yet, but it is that um, inherent belief that I can or cannot do something. Um, to say, 
uh, so in the army, there's uh, there's like airborne school and air assault school and um, there's expert field medical badges, all these different badges you can go out for. And they're like 21 day courses and they're hard as hell. And some people get them, some people don't. But I re- one of them is ranger school. And I never went to ranger school because the nurse corps was like, you don't need to go to ranger school. Um, but I remember thinking about a special operations Q course and ranger school and having these beliefs that what's the point? Like, I don't think I could do that. Like I can't do that. And I, it's this fear of the unknown. It's like, well, I, I don't know how to do it. Um, I, I, I obviously you can look at my past failures doing X, Y, and Z and I just, I'm not going to be able to do it. So then you well, don't, I do think it. they're not to interrupt you, but yeah, I think ahead. there's a fear of like, how's it going to look to other people? Sure. That's, that's we, another part we, of it. Especially today we are a, a species that craves exactly what we shouldn't crave, and that is the external environment. Sure, like we, you should be doing things for yourself first, and and this will be segued into other topics that we want to talk about with fear. But like for you, it's not only that you maybe your belief you can't do it, but like where does that belief come from? Is it a belief in your? Is it a lack of belief in yourself? Probably. Mm-hmm. Is it a lack of like, or is it a increased uh, proponent of what are other people going to be saying about me? So now it's a fear of looking dumb. It's a fear of failure. It's sure. a failure of not being good enough. Fear of not being good. Enough. There's the nutrition issue. Why mm-hmm. do I want it to be perfect? And why do when it's not perfect or when I don't view it as perfect, why do I go do something else? Yeah. Why do I eat Taco Bell instead of eating chicken and rice and vegetables? Sure. Well, number one, it's easier because I don't have to. I'm not paralyzed by um, analysis. Exactly. I had two situations, I think, um, where I realized. So, a big part of that is how do I look in front of other people? How do I, you know, you don't want to look like a failure, right? You don't want to pass, you don't want to fail boards for nursing. You don't want to um, fail a course that you go to or something like that. I think I had an experience where I went for a, it's called expert field medical badge, just like two weeks and it's super intensive. You go and do basic soldiering skills and then you have to do a number of other skills and you have to do them pretty much perfectly. Uh, One of them was land navigation. This is in the day and at night you have a map, you literally like map out your coordinates and you have to have a compass and you just literally walk to point to point and you have to find the right one and mark it down. seems pretty innocuous and pretty easy. Then you got to do it at night as well. And I sucked at this. I sucked at it before I got in the army. I sucked at it in the army because I didn't practice it. I didn't, right? And two things happened during this course. The first thing was I, and and land navigation for the most part, um, people get, um, they have these moments where you're out in the woods by yourself, it's dark, and then you look around and you're in the middle of the woods. Like, I have no idea where I'm at. And it's, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling when you're just detached from everyone else. You don't see anybody and you're in the middle of nowhere and then you freak out. You have this fear, right? Well, you forget that you can, there's, they always give you like an escape azimuth, which is on your compass. You just put it to that number and you just walk and you're going to go to a road or you just leave where you're at and walk to somewhere else. Anyway, two things happen. The first one, I scored perfectly in the land nav course. So it was like, oh, I can do this. That one <laughs> thing that I thought I would that would fail me from every other course I do, I could, I could possibly do in the Army, I, I can do it, right? Then the second thing happened. Then I failed that course all, entirely. Um, and my best friend in the world got it. And he got the badge. And I remember like walking away from that going, okay, one, I can fail. Um, I mean, I was aware of that anyway. But two, the failure 
of something that you put an, an, an exorbitant amount of time in. Like this course, I made it to the last day. The only thing I didn't do is the 12 mile ruck march. It's the only thing. Um, and I realized I could fail at something that I put a lot of work into, but there was success along the way that proved that I could do something successful. And, and that this, this failure isn't necessarily the end all be all that I should focus on. There is something to be gleaned from this entire experience. And I think that's where it's okay to fail and okay to, um, because that, the failure that you do have is some, you can glean something from that. You can, you can have a character building. And I think we'll talk about this and I may be moving too, too far along here, but, um, you have two choices when you, when you are going to do something, uh, like in this case, go to this course, I either don't go and there's an action and I just don't do it. And in that case, there's a failure or I go and I do fail and I can learn something from it. So even if there's, there's two forms of failure there, but I at least gain something from one of them. And that is the experience and the character that I can build from that situation. Maybe long winded, but I think, I think that's important moving forward, especially for me is to say your inaction is a failure, but your action on something, regardless of whether or not it works out or not, there's experience gained from that. And that should, I think, overcome, help me overcome the fear to do anything or the fear of the unknown, because what's more important like learning is so much more important and experience gained is so much more important. Well, and it's, <laughs> I, you know, I, I got to go up to my aunt's uh, house uh, up in the middle of Michigan with my mom on Saturday morning. And my mom and I, it was, it was awesome. Cause uh, my mom and I, although we talk almost every day, we don't talk deeply all the time. I'm, I'm yeah. very close with her and, and we do have these open conversations. And, you know, even she says, she's like, the best part about this whole thing was that for two and a half hour drive each way, the radio wasn't on. It was just us talking yeah. and it was, it was really great. You know, like it's anything you'd want to do with, with people you love, you know, like you sure. just, you find out about everybody, but we talked about stuff like fear and how it should be a catalyst. And, you know, it's not always easy to do or overcome, but when you start, I mean, first of all, how great is belief in yourself? Right. Because like, you know, between action and action gives you that confidence or belief in yourself. And like you yeah. said, you failed, you failed the overall, but there's plenty of things in there. Like, well, I didn't even think I could do that. Yeah. So now it's really, I need to hone in on skills that yeah. of where I failed. <clears throat> and, and that really is a tiny ass microcosm sure. of the whole big picture. And it's like, dude, you just keep marching because you've now got more data. But when you talk about these things, it's, it's an opportunity not only to learn and navigate further. It's an opportunity to develop yourself. Your, you know, what what aspect of yourself? Several, but like you know, your mindset, your belief in yourself. Um, when you do accomplish whatever you have, quote unquote, failed at, maybe one time, two times, thirty mm -hmm. times. If it's something that you really want to do, and you're not just fucking doing the same thing over and over and again and continuing failing the same way, then you're you're getting more data to develop self, and a developed self is a belief in self. And now you're like, well, I don't know if I can do it or not, but I would like to try because if I yeah. can, that'd be really cool to do. And it's something I enjoy doing. And the other part of it is healing. And I, I purposely saved this the other day. I saw it on Instagram, some quote, and it's actually, uh, um, Gabby Bernstein. She's, she's somebody that I don't read a ton of her stuff, but she's always got these like tidbits where yeah, I'm yeah. like, 
that's fucking gold. Oh, and one yeah. of them is about healing. It's about fear and judgment. And it says the root cause of all judgment is the fear of not being good enough, not being worthy of love, and not being safe. When we become brave enough to look at the judgment and fear, we can begin to heal. How important is healing? Because changing your mindset is a healing issue. Sure. Right? Because I don't want to be associated with, oh, I can't do this. I can't. I, you watched me. I watched it the whole, whole first semester of my program. I went into studying saying, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to remember anything. Well, what happened? I remembered some of it, but because my mindset was like, dude, you, you're fucked up. You can't do this. What happened? I failed. Yeah. Couldn't do it. it. It was a matter of like, do you, you just brought this to yourself. So like when you acknowledge these things and you want to appreciate for what it is, when you love the struggle, when you love the failure, you've now changed the way you look at it. So, you know, like, there's plenty of things that I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'm going to be successful at it, but what can I gain from it? Because even if I don't succeed at this, the tools that I may have developed trying to fail at that might be something that pushes me way over the top on something else. Mm -hmm. You know, like running the podcast and we'll talk about this in resolutions, but I've talked about for a long time how I want to public speak. Well, in any way, you can go out there and just public speak. You sure, can right sign up for certain things. You can practice. You can go take a class. In this case, we're kind of public speaking. Very I'm much putting so. stuff out there. And it's not that I'm intimidated by it. It's just that I'm like, ah, who's going to listen to me? Well, who cares? Does something you want to do? Then go develop your skills. You know, writers generally don't get better at writing unless they write. Hmm. And it's going to take a lot of content. It could, you know, some people are going to be a little bit better. They might learn a little bit quicker. Sure. That's to say that uh, you're going to be pissed if you're fucking uh, New, New York Times bestseller at 50 versus 45. Mm -hmm. yeah, goal accomplished. It's pretty yeah. sweet. Keep building. Like there's just so many things that failure in one thing does not bleed over to everything else negatively, mm -hmm. but it sure as hell can. It can it bleed can. over negatively or positively depending on how you, you use that it. catalyst. And I think for me, that's why this whole holiday season has been really fascinating because – and uh, what it doesn't even matter if, if people know what I'm talking about. But you, your circumstance is your circumstance. Your reason for staying in it is your reason for staying in it. But most of the people that I, I'm noticing, it's all about failure. You're like, mm -hmm. well, I don't know what I want to do. Well, if you don't like your job, and we, again, we just talked about this before we came on here, but like, if you don't like your job and you don't feel like you're successful at it, why wouldn't you go do something you like doing and fail at that? At least you enjoy part of it. Yeah. Because, and the yeah. other thing is like you're probably going to take a lot more time and energy to hone the traits to get through the thing you enjoy rather than going to a fucking job that you hate all goddamn day long. And then you come home and you're like, I'm just miserable. I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to well, sit with it. Yeah. It becomes hard because you – there, even though you might be in a situation that you hate or you dislike or um, is overwhelmingly negative for yourself, you can always – I think you can always rationalize – why it is a good reason to continue to do something and you can make a list of all the reasons to move but then when you gotta do it now go it's like but it it's kind of nice right here it's warm and i know that i'm gonna get a paycheck every week and you get stalled you get there's a barrier that's right there and it's and it's it's very interesting to watch people stay in that spot and you're right it is something that you have you have to do right you have to figure out the hack figure out what are you going to do to move forward and it is that i think you, you can you can use that a bit like okay 
what is what is the fear of change here? Is it because I, I'm not going to have the same paycheck? Is it because I might be figuring it out for myself and I don't have confidence in myself to do something? I mean, I think fear, um, and we have to stay on this thought, but this is a sideways way of getting to this, but I looked at my buddy Micah and my buddy Zach. They may listen to this, so shout out. Um, What's up, Mike and Zach? <laughs> they, I think these guys are just gifted dudes. They really are. Um, they show up to do certain things, and they execute, and they walk away. And both of them have this expert field medical badge. I am not surprised for one second that Zach got his, and I didn't see him get it, but I watched my other buddy get it, at Micah. And he's just, he just shows up. He knows what he needs to know. He executes, and he's out. And for whatever reason, uh, my idea of failure was because I'm Nathan, right? The reason they're successful is because they're Micah and they're Zach. But I don't think about the amount of work they put into it. It just seems like they show up and it works. Do you ever, do you ever, not to interrupt you, but do you ever, do you ever look at that situation and cause I, I don't know if I'm picturing the same situation that you're in with this, that I feel like I'm in, but I look at, I have plenty of people in my life where it's just like everything they touch. I'm like, I don't see, I'm sure there is some struggle there. But I always wonder, is it a matter of being clear? Um, you know, like I walk into certain situation, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Whereas yeah. they walk in and they're like, it's just a situation. There's yeah. no judgment passed on it. There's no preconceived notion of like, mm-hmm. I can do it or not do it. I'm just here. Yes. So that way when they get instruction or they get data of whatever, whatever stimulus is being handed to them, they just accept it as more data to say, Okay, now I can concretely move left or right or forward yes. or backward and, and do it <clears throat> versus like even if you're positive, you're setting an expectation versus just showing up blank slate. Yeah. Give me I, everything. Yeah, I think there is two there's two mindsets here and I think mine was showing up going, I don't know if I can do this. And that's fine. Like you can still show up to a situation and go like I don't know if I can do this because I don't know how to do it. But there, but you can do that. That's two ways. You can frame that either in just straight fear, and you're like, I don't know if I can do this, or I, I guess here's the way to look at it. I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the different mentality be- between these two guys, and especially during this time um, in in our life, where it's these guys show up and they go, eh, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily know how to do this, but I'm going to figure it out. Whereas I show up and say, I don't know, I don't think I can do this, or I don't know if I can do this. And that set, I mean, we're coming, we're starting at, at square one, both of us, all three of us, no one's better at something than the other person, but that is mentality because I would, I would absolutely stall and stifle myself based on confidence of doing something <laughs> versus, versus these guys who are like, I don't give a shit if I'm confident or not, like I don't care because a, it's not the end of the world and I don't, I don't give a shit about what other people think. Like no one cares whether I get this or not. I consider it two weeks off of the floor from the hospital and I'm up at Fort Dix, New Jersey, hanging out in the mud and creating memories. Whereas I went in going like, I'm a little guilty. Like I had this time off. I got to perform. I've never, I've never really been successful at this. Why do you think I didn't make it? not because I'm Nathan. I mean, like it's not because I'm Nathan and I suck. It's because I, I created a framework for failure and maybe only 15% of all people that do this course, graduate it and pass it. Right. I mean, dude, you made it all the way to the end. Like, good job. You learned something from it. So I think that's trying to tie back to it. There's this framework, um, and being in a situation and moving past, um, 
like the, the job that sucks or the relationship that sucks. Like, why aren't you moving past it? And like, that is a very clear articulation to me is why I can't move past things and accomplish what I need to do. Well, I think so. That's, that's probably a great way to segue to this, like particular portions, certain circumstances of life. Uh, there's probably like the tiniest percent of people in the world that have never been in a relationship that they've wanted to get out of and they've stayed in too long. There's probably you yeah. know, fewer people that have stayed in a job like to be in those situations and not have the thoughts. And I would argue if someone told me that they've even if you've dated one person for all of your life, at some point you've been like, am I doing the right thing? There's always some some stimulus that says, should is this it? Because yeah. everything's temporary. Right. I mean, things can only last until death. That's the farthest we can, we know for sure that it lasts, right? So we know we're born, we know we're dead. Yep. Anything in between, but like, what is that about? That you know, let's take a relationship or a job because I think that that's probably the easiest way to the, the most relatable. Yeah, everybody, everybody at least knows somebody that has struggled with one of those two areas. Absolutely, and and it's like, okay, so you're telling me that you you're in a situation, you're in a relationship, you're in a career that you go to, you're, you're involved in every day and you're miserable. Miserable, let's not even use miserable. You're not as fulfilled as you feel like you should be. Sure. Or you want to be. Let's not say should, you want to be. <clears throat> Why are you staying in it? Because as we talked about, and my, one of my best friends, we, he's, he told me this, and he's like, there's decision and indecision. Mm-hmm. You, you staying in that relationship because you don't know what decision to make, is making a decision. You can do that with career. You can do that. I do it with school. And that's what is really concerning to me is I start to evolve myself. And it's not to say that I'm perfect. This will, if I live to 500 years old, it will always be an evolving situation. Yeah. These things won't ever be permanent. It, it's, I think in human nature, especially in males, it's a, how do we create the ladder and keep climbing? Uh, you know, and when we fall down, how do we get back up? But why do we stay in these miserable situations? And a lot of times I think it's that fear of being alone, fear of transition, fear of not being loved again. Uh, You know, your perspective is just, it's all over the place. You know, job, fear of hard work. Okay, if you don't want to work for somebody else and you you hate that, well, guess what? You're going to have to work 20 times harder to create your own content, to create your own reality, to create with the thing you love. But you know what's awesome? It's you. Mm-hmm. Every step of the way, you learn. You learn about yourself. You learn about the skills you're developing. You learn from failure. You learn from developing. And, yeah. and these things over time get created. It's a fear of hard work. Uh, and, and that's, you know, like for me in the school situation right now, like at times I struggle. So I'm like, when are you going to figure this out? But the other reality is I could have graduated from college in whenever, whatever year it was. I, 2014 is I think is when I got my degree. Okay. Like, okay, 2014 for, you know, whatever, just call it 25. So you're going to tell me from 25 to hypothetically 75, 65, 40 years, you're going to sit there and be miserable at some fucking job? I get that at some point there's going to be days, there's going to be months, there's probably going to be years where you're like, I fucking hate this, but you don't. You hate the struggle yeah. because it's not going as you expected. Sure. But that struggle is what grows you further. But as long as you're doing something that makes sense to you and makes you happy, you're good. That's why I'm considering leaving the program I'm in. 
it's not that I really dislike the program. It's not that I failed. It's that if I'm going to spend the money and the effort and the time to develop those skills, why wouldn't I do something that's more efficient to me and more conducive to my overall happiness? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through a whole program in like two classes out of the 30 that I have to take or you know, whatever the number is. I would rather go take a program that is a little bit different and enjoy 60 to 70 percent of it and realize that okay there's probably five-ish classes that i'll find a way to like them a little bit i'll be fascinated by them but i'm not going to enjoy them you know like these are this is just information it's it's waking up earlier than you want to to do what you have to do and those are the things that you look at so like you're stuck in a relationship whether you're married you're dating what's first of all if you can take inventory and say like oh we're going to change this. Well, first question is, are both of you on the same fucking page? Because most of the time, my experience is, y'all can say what you want to say. Oh, yeah, we're on the same page. We both believe this. But most people, the communication that we have now is just so poor that like you're not on the same page because it takes a very hard, honest conversation to get on the same page when things have suffered. Yeah. So like you're in a marriage that you are scared to leave because you don't you think everybody's going to look at it as a failure. Well, really most people that are close to you, the people that matter in your life, want you to be happy. And my guess is whatever you're fearing is exactly what they know you need to do. You need to yeah. leave that marriage, you need to leave that significant other, and not because that person's bad, it's because you guys are water and oil or at some point you became water mm-hmm. and oil and you can't mix anymore. It's not Again, it's temporary stuff. Some people will get married young and they will last until they're dead. Awesome. What's to say there's any less justice or um, excitement or whatever words you want to put in there, positive word you want to put in there and saying, I got married. It didn't work. It was great while it lasted and things change. Everything changes. Mm -hmm. Literally everything everything changes. I'm not the same person I was five seconds ago. On a cellular level, things are changing. People don't like it because it's like a, technically like a almost like a cop out, but mm-hmm. it's the truth. It's a reality. Oh yeah, I'm not the same. Nothing is really the same anymore. Things change. They do. And and the more you embrace that, the more you create that belief in self. You create that confidence in saying, although that struggle is real and it feels real and the transition is difficult. I've never been married. I've been in plenty of long term relationships where even short-term relationships where you really get excited about something. Hockey for me, what was the hardest part about that? Breaking it off. Mm-hmm. Where were the injuries? <laughs> it is so funny because my parents always say, like, why do you take why did you take the hits? Why did you push it? Why did you play the way you did? And I always said, that's just the way I believe the game's supposed to be played. And the other night I was talking to my old roommate, one of my best friends I played with in college. I said, what did you hate about my game? And he's like, I just didn't understand why you had to take so many unnecessary hits. And for me, I was always telling other people, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. This is just the way the game's playing. And then my own teammate, who yeah, I would never you. I would never question his style of play. I never questioned whether he wanted to win or do something. It was never about him. It was about the team, the way I thought it should mm-hmm. be. But when he said that, I was like, huh, mm-hmm. maybe I didn't take the greatest inventory because I thought that's the way I fit in. Maybe because I, didn't, I feared not being good enough in other yeah. areas of the game. And it, it's just... It's funny to learn, get that data set 
and learn about it because you can apply those things to every walk of life, career, school, relationship. And I just think that, yes, when you transition out of a relationship, especially when you've committed and you've said, till death do us part. Okay, well, in that moment, it's hard to say that people don't believe it, right? But things change. So two months down the line, uh, whether a mistake was made, if you can't forgive that mistake or you don't think you can, that's okay. This is an opportunity for you to take off and do your thing and to understand self and develop it because yeah. something more, something else will come along again <clears throat> and make plenty of sense. And not to bring it up for you, but it has for you. It- yeah, I didn't. I, think... I didn't know your situation. All I know of your situation is what you tell me. Sure. But I also can look at it and say the things you've told me, the transition that we both went through, and I'm sure there were a ton of variables of setting up shop in Colorado. But from the storytelling to the emotions of just life, I'm sure we're attached to that. To seeing you now, it's not to say that you don't have thoughts about the past and failure and what's moving forward. But it's funny how things just have this way of showing up when you take action, you believe in yourself, even a tiny bit, fake it till you make it. Okay. If it takes you one year to fake being confident at some point, something's going to stick. It will click. Yes. And it's, it's just, and it's like, sure. Okay. Now you're in for you, you and Sarah in this situation. Do you know that's going to last forever? No. What kind of control is that? You can't control that. Do you hope it is? Today? Probably. Of course. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> My intention is not that, oh, three weeks from now I'm be like, yeah, I'm all sad. I'm dipping out. That's not it. Mm-hmm. It's it's commitment in that moment and you hope that you every, everybody makes that choice every single day of I'm committing to this love. But when it's that bad, it doesn't mean leaving a relationship, leaving a career is hurting other people. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt other people in those situations. But it's an opportunity for both parties or whatever it is to really have a better understanding of what went wrong, how can I recreate myself, and how can I find a better situation. Maybe yeah. things work for two years, but they don't work anymore. And yeah, you might be alone for 10 years, 20 years. But in, the person I'm thinking of right now is just one of the most incredible human beings I've ever met. She... uh she she got married, she had a kid, and the father and daughter struggle with addiction, and they're, for the most part, not in her life anymore. But all that struggle, you look back at it, and I've known this, this woman for a long time, I look at it, at it, and as bad as that whole thing sounded, her ability to remove herself from it and say, I deserve more of for myself, and I can only control myself as much as I can, she has struck gold mm-hmm. with a significant other. And I have it's hard to for me to believe that you could draw up a situation more impressive than this one. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so drastically different. And how did it start? Did she have fear in leaving her family? Oh yeah. No doubt. But there's bigger misery in sitting there and being content mm-hmm. in a miserable situation. Sure. So take control of what you can, own that stuff, and now her life, although I'm sure she's not <clears throat> totally accepted or it's not like she doesn't think about or acknowledge. She doesn't have bad days. It's not like that. It's that you have a support system now that you develop because you developed yourself. And a lot of times, how does it develop? It's going to get worse before it gets better. Or at least it sure. feels that way. And a lot of times that happens through removing something very permanent or very routine in your life. 
for me, I'm still not great about the whole hockey situation. But I continue to take action every day. And not sole action on that. It's just an easy example for me. But why did I struggle so much for that? Well, for 18 years at that time when I stopped playing hockey, that's all I really wanted to do. It's all I really yeah. knew. It's the only safe it's place identity. I really felt. But I knew that for me to grow and to be healthy or remain as healthy as I could be, <clears throat> I could not play in college anymore. I was taking the risk of dying. And, you know, like despite everything trying to die afterwards, <laughs> you know, like there's things that you hold on to that come up and they flash in front of you. So like it can – a lot of times it, it is just taking that first step of saying what do you want? Mm-hmm. Do you think like do you think this situation is going to change? Because if only one person of two is working on change, it's not going to. It's What's if what you they want to change together, it's not going to happen. It takes two to tango, essentially. Right. Yeah, it's uh, not very well <clears throat> yeah. articulated, but hopefully the point <laughs> no, gets across you, there. <laughs> it, it is the point. I mean, communication. Uh, obviously, if if you're working towards your goals or resolutions or overcoming something, if you're doing that with another person, like it is unbelievably important to have an open communication. And I'm a perfect example of being in a relationship where there was no communication and I'm not, I'm not throwing blame on either side. You know, I, I think you talk about change and moving out of something like that. And yeah, I mean, we, there was a decision made at some point in that relationship that this was not what we thought it was. And yeah, that, that sucks. I mean, it, it, it sucks because obviously, you know, you, you had vows in front of people and, and whatever. And at the end of the day, your family doesn't care. They really don't. They want what's best for you. And right. if it's a toxic relationship, then as much as it sucks and the memories were sort of like in vain, um, it's like they want you to be happier. And I never really, I never really had the problem <clears throat> of having a family look negatively on that. Um, the decision to be made to move on from that. But a lot of people do have situations where family do look at something like that as a, a reputation destroyer, or they just look at it in a negative light, whether it's because it's re- religious or whatever family traditions you might have. But I think it's also, there's a mindset there too, right? So, I mean, and you're absolutely right. When I stopped using, uh, uh, stopped using back, like, you know, in June of 2016, it wasn't like, there was a conscious decision to make a change. I, I got what I needed out of it, but nothing got better. It wasn't like life just was like, oh, I mean, yeah, I, I obviously removed the variable that could kill me, but it didn't make life better. It didn't make the situations better. It didn't make the consequences better. Um, that, sh- that shit takes time. And it feels it, like it gets worse before it, it gets better. It can. It absolutely does. Because if you remove, even if you remove yourself from the most devastating situation, let's say it's a job, maybe it's your job sucks. You, you hate your boss is a dick. It's like office space every single day when you walk in. Um, <laughs> and for those of you who've never seen that movie, I'm sorry. Some people get it, but <laughs> you, um, if you leave, yeah, I mean, it's not getting better because now you're waking up and you're like, I don't have a paycheck. I got to go get disability. I got to put food on the table for myself or maybe it's family. I got to feed the dog. Like, yeah, it's not getting better. Like life just got harder. But if you were paralyzed by that fear of moving forward, that in my case, the fear of, of leaving the army, I think was probably the biggest one, that job security that was there, my friends, the structure. Um, I could have easily just clammed up and said, I'm going to go back to Michigan. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, but there's when you do that inventory and you say, what do I have what do I have? I have me. I have my my mind. 
I have my things. I have, I have a life. I have family and friends. The most important thing I am going to put, all I'm going to do today is put one foot in front of the other. And remember, it's just for today. I have to get through this. I have to lay the foundation. And it's execution. It is, it, it is overcoming the fear by execution. And you say indecision is a decision. It is absolutely a decision, but it's not the right decision. Right. It's, it, it, it could be safe because you're not confronting the, because when I remember specifically thinking about this entire situation going, I don't know what I don't know. And as soon as like, I would, I would reach a milestone or in whether it was recovery or if it was just getting out of the army, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, We've, that's a chapter that's closed. And I, after these started happening and I had these more chapter closed, Oh, I got my DD two fourteen, Yay. I'm out of the army. <laughs> I, I, I knew that. Okay. I don't, I would stop, take a deep breath and go tomorrow. There's going to be a laundry list of shit that I had no idea mm-hmm. I had to do, whether it was like moving or getting new insurance or you just name it, like starting your life over. Or any chapter that you close, whether it's an old job moving forward, you can become paralyzed because you don't know what you don't know, and there's going to be a list of crap that you need to do. And the, I think the most important thing out of all of it is just taking it head on. And it is so right. difficult, but that indecision, though it be a decision, doesn't change anything. It's just going to make the situation worse, or you're not going to be fulfilled. And you do have to make that decision. Hey. Do I want fulfillment or do I not? And I see a lot of people stay in the military, not because of fulfillment, but because, hey, I need that pension. And I made the decision and uh, that, look, when I turned 42 years old and I look back at this and now I'm getting a pension, like, okay, I'm going to finally be able to do whatever I want to do when I'm 42. Why would I wait? Why the hell would I wait until I'm 42 to do what I want? Why do I want to wait until I'm 65 to do what I want? I'm going to do it right now. That's like one of those situations, like whether relationship, career, school, whatever it is, like, yeah, you can choose to be miserable. That's if that's what you decide, that's fine. But realize that if you're 25 years old, you're 30 years old, how long have you actually been an adult? Most okay, most at barring some kind of circumstance at 30, let's call it 10 years. Let's say you became a true adult where you took everything on at 20, which very few people in yeah. at least modern day do this, right? So from 30 until, I don't know, let's call it 65, 70, you're going you're gonna to be miserable because that period of time is longer and you understand it much better mm-hmm. than as long as you've been alive to this point. And for as much as you've been alive to this point, if you're 30, only 10 years of that, you've really been able to like justify what you're doing for you. So it's like – Okay, you're 25 or 30 and you're in a miserable relationship. Do you think that this is going to get better in the yeah. next year or two where you're going to be successful 40 years from now? Because if not, probably time to make a tough decision. <clears throat> but it's also part of respecting self. Yeah. You know, like we talked about this before we came on here. Part of failure or fear is respect for self. And it's also mm-hmm. taking action to build belief in self. And that's one of those reasons that I felt I needed to move to Colorado. Yes, school was important, but it was like, when are you going to do this? You know, like you have a safety net. You have a family that says, listen, falls apart, just come on home. I've done it before. But it wasn't that I was relying on that. It was that I don't want to not know. Mm-hmm. 
I would rather fail and develop myself and learn from these failures. This uncertainty, the discomfort that you have, it's so crucial for moving yourself forward. So take the bull by the horns, whether you're in your career, you're in that relationship, I'm in school, are you happy? And like I started asking people this. Instead of like, oh, how much money do you make? I don't really give a shit because you know what? Like you, if you want more money, there's money to be made. Yeah. But like you have the same 24 hours as I do. Go make it. I don't make a ton of – I don't make any money right now. I'm in school. But like I could. If I was really disciplined and I thought I was it was the way to go, I could do it. Mm-hmm. And I might try. But it's just one of those things of we make the current situation usually based out of fear – so much bigger and so much faster than it needs to be when the reality is slow down and realize that yes to make a change it generally requires some kind of struggle and what that struggle you take a relationship you take a career what really is that struggle struggle of change struggle of 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 not really knowing what you're going to do a lot of times people don't leave a relationship to have something else lined up okay but why don't you go take the yourself out of the unionship and develop your own relationship with yourself. And that's something that I had to do. And you yeah. know the situation when I moved out to Colorado, it was a very difficult one decision for me to make. Very special people in my life, but it was necessary for me to cut cut it out mm-hmm. because I was not developing myself. And it's funny, I've had a couple of situations in the last week where Things have been said or actions have been taken and they have emotionally uh, emotionally and negatively aroused me. And it's when emotions – my emotions, I'm a kind of a – I'm an Italian Leo guy if you're into star stuff. But like I'm a fiery person when things go wrong. And I, you've probably seen this where I get emotional and I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know how to really convey this without the way I'm doing it. Like I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just – I'm emotional mm-hmm. right now. And and it's like and I don't I don't really know why there's something that triggers me, but now I started looking at the situation saying okay, you can sit there and be emotionally damaged and worked up and it's going to ruin the rest of your day or week or year. You can hold on to these things or you can and a lot of that's based out of fear of mm-hmm. making the decision, a hard decision, or you can sit there and respect yourself and say I'm I'm not putting up with it. Because the more you put up with, the more people do it. It's it's human nature. Yeah, you know, like if if a, a lion's hunting and a you know pack of hyenas decides they're gonna lay down for him, who's he gonna n- normally hunt? Probably that pack of fucking hyenas that doesn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Just easy. Yeah. So it's Optimistic. it's like, and you just have to respect yourself. And like these, the couple of situations that have come up. Yeah, they've they've ruined me for a couple of hours, and then I start to kind of have that internal dialogue of, okay, this is not permanent. Maybe mm-hmm. you're maybe you were a little bit too emotional. You didn't take <clears throat> rational inventory of the situation, but in the moment, you feel like you did the right thing because you said, "I'm removing myself from said situation because I'm uncomfortable." So go get the help. Call somebody that can have a rational that understands the situation enough to have a rational input, or just. Take that time out and remove yourself. I was talking to somebody yesterday about uh, their, you know, on New Year's Eve, a couple of their friends got drunk and the relationship is, um, my understanding is good, but can be rocky. And then you throw alcohol in there, which is just 
Jeez, you know, my God, mm-hmm. how many how many relationships end because of alcohol? Uh, yeah. My God, um, how many of them were created because yeah, of it? I was going to say, yeah. Ne- <laughs> nevertheless, uh, it's one of those things of like one person got mad because the guy left. And I'm like, I totally understand it because when I'm emotional, I just spit fire. Like I'm here comes venom and it's just going everywhere. So I try to walk away. And if it's for two days, it's one hour, I just need to reset and take inventory of what's doing. And so part of that is removing the fear of making a tough decision, making that change. How long is it going to take to make the change? I've stayed in relationships much longer than I should have. And I probably, you know, despite, you know, the next relationship I get into maybe working out, it comes up where you, you, I think at some point you always think, am I doing the right thing? Mm. Okay, that's fine. Reflect at some point and make your decision and, and play the cards you you're, you're, you have in your hand. Yeah. But it's I think a lot of times I feared being alone. Mm-hmm. I feared that I wouldn't find somebody else that would be able to develop that same relationship or situation. But I feared the time it would take to create new routine. Mm-hmm. Because when routine changes abruptly, what do we do? We're in chaos. And chaos is never that great. You know, like, no. look at the universe. The universe wants chaos. It definitely would decay. You know, like, we try, as humans, we try to make everything not chaotic. But, like, by doing that, we make it more <laughs> chaotic. Say, we do you, make it more right. chaotic. When you want control, you don't <laughs> yeah. want control. Well, even in a it's, relationship, if you think about this, it, sometimes it's beyond uh, the fear of what it's going to be like being alone, the identity. But it's also getting out of the relationship. It is literally saying, hey, you... I'm done with this. And then that most of the time is never just like, Oh, okay. Well, I mean, unless you're both expecting that to happen. Um, generally it's not like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, Hey, high five. It was good. Take your stuff and get out of here. It's, it's a, an event and it becomes an event for a long time. And yeah, that's, that's, yeah. And that's another reason why people, it's the same with, with a job. It's like, I quit my job and I'm leaving people. I'm leaving the things I know. Um, it's obviously jobs are easier to leave because you don't have to, they don't text you or they don't, uh, right. they don't talk to your friends and stuff like that. But, uh, well, yeah. how much does the external environment play into that where you're like, Oh, you break up with somebody, you're in a relationship or you know, like a job generally doesn't have Instagram. No, it do- yeah, <laughs> exactly. That generally doesn't have Facebook. Yeah. But like, your relationships do and then people mm-hmm. just they do shit out of you know in spite of you or they they uh, want that attention they yeah, they it's... crave you and you're like that's one of the greatest things that i've learned is like you re- like not that you want to endorse games but the best way to shut up that game don't acknowledge just yeah. fucking turn back into yourself and, mm-hmm. and i think that almost always the answer is reflect on yourself of course yeah what what's the answer how can i develop me out of this and generally you know if you are in a relationship i'm trying to put a positive spin on all the fear talk but like when you're in that relationship and even if it's positive reflecting on yourself generally makes that other person come up with you too you know it's like lead leading from the front it's it's Leading by example, most people don't like to feel left out. So when you're going out challenging yourself in whether you're finding success, there's success and failure, right? How you mm-hmm. view your failure can be successful, but when people view that, they don't. There's that fear of being left behind, not being good enough, and there's that fear of not having the attachment anymore. So what do they do? They elevate their game. Mm-hmm. So you know, sports context. You bring up a kid, who's hungrier, the veteran or the kid? 
can't really measure hunger, but I'll tell you what that kid's willing to do in the NHL. You call a kid up, I'll do anything you need me to do to keep it keeping this lineup because this is all I've ever dedicated my life to and this is what I want. Kind of the same in a relationship where if you truly love somebody, you don't want to leave their side. So you either find success in support and that's great. You don't have to do the same things, but if you truly love somebody, you can love the person and, and move back and say like, I, I love you, I support you, but I can't be a part of that. Mm-hmm. That's fair too. That's respecting self. But generally, when one person tries to elevate themselves, what happens by the ripple effect? Others elevate themselves. So, you know, whether you call it the law of attraction, you call it energy, you just call it people functioning out of fear and or love, depending on how you phrase it. Elevating self generally puts you in a better position for in the people around you or the situation around you becomes positive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's who you associate with, right? And I found myself doing this through, you know, my last. 16 years of life it's who you were who you associated with typically unfortunately as a as a a huge follower i mean i am a follower i'd like to be a leader or think of myself as that but you know i i do follow very well and i i take on the nature of the associations that i have and that's why i always try to make sure that i am associating myself with people who are better than i am who are smarter than i am because for whatever reason, I feed off that energy and I feed off that creativity and I feed off that spontaneity and I, I'm better for it. Um, you know, I, if I, for whatever reason, if I go live underneath a bridge with uh, nothing, not to say homeless people are bad, um, but if I go live under a bridge and live in a tent, like I'm just, for whatever reason, I'm not going to be like drunk Ernest Hemingway and write my uh, best-selling novel underneath the bridge. Right. I'm going to associate to whatever's going on underneath the bridge. Right. Well, it's, it's just, just it's easy to do because now you're in an un, unfamiliar circumstance and you don't know how to get out. So what's easy to do? Watch everybody else. Exactly. It's it's uh, I just played in a, in a beer league the other day with a buddy. And, and part of my indecision to commit to it was that I was like, I know this league is generally very good. And I've skated a couple times in the last couple of weeks and it has not been a great experience. I just did not feel good on the ice. But I was like, you know what? I want to see my friends. What's the worst that happens? An hour long, people, you make mistakes, whatever, you don't come back, it doesn't matter. But on the way home, I was talking to my old roommate, we spent some time together, and I was like, you know, for as much as both of us, I, you know, I'll tell him straight to his face, he's a better hockey player than I am and one of the best I've ever played with, but we talked about how we kind of came into this with this expectation of, I don't know, we're going to struggle throughout this game. I mean, having said that, we played a shit team, so that was fun, but. Uh, shit team in comparison to what the other teams yeah. have to offer. Uh, but it is funny how you have these preconceived notions. But for me, I have played a little bit higher level hockey than a, a lot of people have. Not great hockey, but better. And it's funny how when you do have those experiences, you might not know or feel like you have the ability to adapt quickly and elevate yourself. But I came out of that game and I was like, you play down. I play down to whoever I'm playing with. And in hockey, it's hard not to when, you know, like you have inconsistency of talent around Mm -hmm. you. But when I get on the ice with majority guys that know how to play the game uh, around the same level of me or if not better, it's funny how you start learning new things about the sport again. And they put you in a position to succeed because they try to put themselves in position to succeed. So that bleeds over to everything. If you continually try to find that position of success 
and whatever that success might be, it just might be getting promoted from one position to the next. It might be improving relationship, might be improving relationship with food, whatever it is that you are trying to create, the stuff around you, people, places, things, the nouns around you will probably improve as well. And so when you take those miserable situations or those I feel stuck situations because you're like you're you're paralyzed by fear, uh, your lack of confidence in self, your fear of the change and how long it's going to take, the fear of hard work and making taking care of that time, uh, all those things, you know, being alone, all those things are good because generally at some point you're going to say, "Fuck this! I've had enough. I'm going to win this battle." Yeah, and winning breeds more success, and those wins can be very small. It can be, I woke up early today. Awesome. Yeah. Check that off the fucking list. But it's, you know, you look at yourself from previous relationships. You look at, prob- I could probably find something in my current life that I'm very fearful of doing. The obstacle, and this is a book by Ron Holiday, the obstacle is the way. Fear is an obstacle. And generally, fear is exactly the thing that you need to walk straight into and understand that it's not going to kill you. It's going to actually hurt you. And that's where that whole without struggle, there is no progress. And what are we trying to do as humans evolving? We are a species of adaptation. And what are you trying to do? You're trying to get through all those obstacles that you feel cripple you. Nobody likes to be told they can't do something. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, like, part of me, that's why I wanted to play college hockey. My high school coach told me, you'll never be able to play. Motherfucker, I played, and I played well, and despite injuries, I would have been a national champion. Yeah. Like, that's, and it's not because of him that I really wanted to do it. It was just one of the kind of cofactors of, like, when you're feeling down or you don't feel like you want to do it, remember some motivation. Yeah. But, you know, changing your circumstance is totally on you. Now, it doesn't mean your circumstance won't change from other things, but when you're not attached to the external environment, you're not attached to what it's going to look like or how hard, you don't fear how difficult something's going to be, you now have an excitement for change. You have an excitement in developing yourself because in the way I view it with school, I'm not going to settle until I find the thing that I'm really, truly happy with because I might as well chase that and enjoy that process of growth sure. rather than stay stagnant yeah. and fucking hate everything and turn 65 and be like, yeah, I got a pension. But what the fuck did you do? Yeah. How, did you, you do loved, anything? Yeah. Did you enjoy anything? Did you go travel anything? You're like, I'm watching this show with my mom. I cannot remember the name of it. And it's uh, with like George Foreman, Terry Bradshaw. Um, these guys, they're all um, um, William um, Shatner's in it. These, these really huh. famous people, it's a newer show, and they're all friends, and they go take these trips to different countries. And I was like, I, if I retired one day and I could have that whole thing where a like, few of my friends are all together and we just get to shoot the shit or travel like that, that would be awesome. Well, why don't you create that now? Because you don't know that you're going to be 80 and have the ability to do that. I don't know that at 30 I'm going to have the ability to do that. So why are we not planning this now? Why are exactly. we not taking – why are we not just budgeting that into the income and, and all these things? Like what is it that makes you happy? Because you need to be doing that. It's not a want thing. It's an absolute need. Your strengths are your strengths and it doesn't mean ignore your weaknesses. But motherfucker, hang out with your strengths. Yeah. Like it's not – if your relationship's shitty, that is not a strength. You can use it and develop it as a strength, but it's probably going to 
be a catalyst to something bigger and better and more enjoyable for you. And what are we all after? Joy, peace, and love. Like find it. And if you're going to settle in a career, in a relationship, and you're going to sit there and cripple yourself by saying, I can't do it, uh, you really are just fucking mind associated and you're not willing to do hard work. You're not willing to face your fear and the glory is in those two things, those few things, whatever, how many I just spit off. And that's something I'm passionate about now and that's why I'm trying to do this. I don't want to drive across the country because I don't want to sit in a fucking car. But you know what I need to do? I need to go do stuff I want to do. I want to go see different states. People are like, oh, I want to go to Europe. Yeah, Europe sounds great and it's definitely on the list. But you know what else is cool? The rest of the fucking United States that I haven't seen. Yeah. So let's start here. It's manageable. I got to go to Colorado anyways. So you spend two days extra in your car. You get to see some different stuff. And then if the option comes up to go across the seas or do anything, find yeah. a way to do it. Because you're not you, – the more you put it off is the more it's – it's more of a um, confidence builder that you can't do it. Yeah, your in, your inaction there actually develops the confidence of like I can't do this. I'm never going to be able to do it. Yeah. I'm miserable. This is just a situation. No, I mean going going well, international or any sort of trip right off the bat is um, <clears throat> you have to overcome. I mean, even as some somewhere simple as New Zealand, where I've been a couple times, um, getting there and then it's an English speaking country. Too easy. Yeah, but they drive on the opposite side of the road. Completely different. So you anywhere you go, I mean South Korea, they drive on the same side of the road. But they don't. Most people don't speak English. So there's anywhere you go. I mean, there's there's you need to just do it because once you do it, you can prove to yourself that you can do it. But as long the the longer you put something off, the harder it is going to be able to do to do it because you will develop some sort of fear moving forward to do it, or you become complacent. And I just well, I, that, that's exactly what it is. It. it builds that confidence in the in the in your complacency, it builds confidence in your fear that is already a false situation, which we've established. So, I mean, if you're sitting there listening to this and you are in a miserable relationship and only one of you is wanting to work on it, or even if both of you are working on it, but we can't get on the same page, nothing is forever. So you might end, like my mom was telling me a story. She told me this a long time ago. She knows somebody that got married, divorced, remarried, same person, divorced, Remarried the same person, divorced, and they're back together. Or how many times? It was like three times they got married and divorced, and they're still together now. And you're like, nothing is forever. Now, that's not how I would draw it up. Nah, but, but for some people, that shit makes sense. So it's yeah. like, stop casting judgment on yourself and take care of self. Because doing that creates these new situations. And the second you take action, and, and for me it was you know going hiking. I didn't fear being on the hike. I feared not being able to find the fucking parking lot. Are you kidding me right now? I'm That's sorry, what you're going to hold back from going to get this experience? For yeah. me, going across the seas is not being in a foreign country. I'm sure once I got there, I'd be like, what the world? Holy shit. It's being on a flight for that long and like having to take a shit on the plane or, you know, I hate interrupting people. Like they're sleeping. I'm like, I'll just hold it. <laughs> like, I won't get up. You just know, like, laying massive like farts that. up and down the fuselage. Right. You know, and you're just kind of like these perceptions that you build that create your fear, your anxiety, they're not real. Mm-hmm. So I guess and I'm, I'm not sure we are on time when we're going to talk about resolutions. Yeah, I, I want to finish there. the fear stuff on, on a positive note is that you, your fear is not real. It is this mind. It's that label. We talked about this, the language, the belief, and perspective that you create also creates your fear and your fear can either work for you 
or against you. Mm-hmm. And that is your choice. And so once you decide to let it work for you, yes, you're going to make some really tough <clears throat> decisions. You're going to find yourself some really painful situations. But when you start creating that new mindset of these things are to help me, these things are an opportunity for me to better understand myself and better understanding myself allows me to provide service to others in a better way. Man, what kind of power is that? And not power in I get the rule, but power in that you can help others love. And I think that we can both agree that love is kind of the ultimate thing. Sure, it doesn't mean it. it doesn't mean like oh you have a significant other. It means that you just appreciate the thing that you're involved with, it could yeah. be struggle. It could be a relationship. It could be career. It could be finding enjoyment in something. It, it's just love of circumstance mm-hmm. sure. and where you are right now. And I think that fear is almost synonymous in a weird way with anxiety. It's just this projection of what I expect to happen. And when you have a mindset that's not necessarily optimistic all the time, if you, you are fear. You're, you're yeah. setting yourself up to struggle in a way that you don't have to. Yeah. So if you are listening to this and you find yourself in these situations, take that inventory, press pause, re- evaluate what the situation mm-hmm. and say, look, whether this, the decision that I'm going to choose makes it difficult or not difficult, it's okay. Yeah. The difficulty, there's beauty in it and there's beauty in saying that I'm going to work out what I'm in right now or I'm going to give it a chance to work out. Yeah. There's beauty in it, but don't fear the change or the effort it takes to create change 100%. because fear just is not a real thing. No, it's you're absolutely right. And Before we get into resolutions, to piggyback off that, just remember that fear is an emotion. It There is a belief in something that's creating that emotion. So don't let being afraid of something or fearful of something paralyze you. Understand that it's your belief in yourself or a belief in something that is creating the emotion. So that's what you need to take inventory on. You need to take inventory on your belief in yourself that's creating the emotion of fear. And they, they call that feeling into your emotion. Exactly. Right? And that's that's the more you feel, the more you allow that thought, that emotion to be on a cloud and passing by. You watch it, you feel it, and then once you take the power away from said emotion, you have clarity. You can mm-hmm. say, all right, this really isn't as it's never as good or bad as we think it is ever, yeah. right? We're not gray, we're not black and white. We're we're gray, but we'd like to figure out the black and the black and white. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> slow down, take a breath, feel into what's going on, and realize that your thoughts are not always real. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they can be, but your expectations, the way you visualize things, it's just not. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Be cautious with it, but also understand that you are capable of almost anything you want to do within rational reason. And creating change and joy and happiness for yourself, expecting better and creating better situations for yourself, that is something that you can't control. Mm-hmm. You so, definitely yeah. can. So with that, you got a couple resolutions for this year? Yeah, I do. Uh, and I, I think – I'm interested to have this conversation with you because I was thinking about what is a resolution. I, I generally don't make serious ones because I'm just like, it's the same day, just a different year, sure. you know, like, yeah. but just continuing the process. But I wanted to sit there and I, I thought about how am I going to create a resolution? Because I don't want to be a resolution that's just something new mm-hmm. because that for me, it feels like I'm ignoring something else. So I wrote a few things down. I said, reflect on things you did well. So in the last year, five years, 10 years, whatever it is, 
something that's in your life, what are you doing well? Uh, reflect on things you want to improve and then reflect on or visualize the things you want to try, add, create or remove mm-hmm. uh, from your life um, you know, or manage, whatever, yeah. whatever verbs you want to put in there. And so for me, I think what I did well is I, I took chances better this year than I ever have in my entire life. At least I acknowledge them. Moving to Colorado, sitting in the the, the struggle or the uncertainty while being there, um, accepting the change, accepting accept, accepting the the tough part of mm-hmm. it. Um, things weren't great, but I found out that I love Colorado. I've said this all Christmas. If I have to move away from Colorado right now or where I'm at. Uh, I do believe that at some point, if I were to raise a family or something like that, Colorado would be the place that I go. Not yeah. that I would be upset wherever I end up. That's fine. But yeah. right now, Colorado is it mm. for me. Uh, so I think I took some really good risks in myself. Sure. Um, I got better at removing my own negativity. Uh, I can't remove all negative situations from my life, but I can generally control a lot of what I think about and how I how I view those thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I think I got better at that. Uh, I definitely taking those risks created a better belief in myself, which is something I've lacked considerably. Um, and again, just taking more chances, improving are probably more on what I did well, right? Mm-hmm. Take more chances, uh, um, calculated risks, whatever you want to call them. Continue to work on the belief of yourself, the confidence of self, and learning from self. Um, but I want to um, uh, improve more chances. You get better at things by improving the law of averages, right? So um, I want to do a little bit better job of not attaching to emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to, you know, I talk about, you know, people generally, I want to lose X amount of pounds. I want to get my health in order. I'm not an unhealthy person, Mm -hmm. but I know I have a, not a great relationship with food and I want to enjoy those things more. And if my body composition changes, if my performance in the gym changes, great. But overall body of health are you sleeping well? Um, food definitely plays into the mind game. So mm-hmm. having a better relationship with food, my nutrition, I think over, overall will affect all the things that I'm passionate about doing, the working out, and cre- influencing yeah. others, studying, all these things. Um, you get more clarity from it. So a lot of the stuff is like just that mind-food relationship, um, better energy, which I still think comes from all those things together. Sure, I think so, yeah. Um, but concrete resolutions, I want to read at least 10 books this year. Cool. Um, I want to public speak at least once. Um, and I want to, at the very end of, the, of this year, if, if it happens tomorrow, if it happens December 31st, 2018, I don't care. I want to have a better understanding of career path. Um, and for me, you know, other stuff would be travel out of the country do a 14er in Colorado, simple things like that, which have already, already been on my goals list, but you know, fresh slate, I guess is, you know, what the the new year's is all about. And here we go. Reevaluate. Um, but I also want to understand that at any point, these things can change. Sure. So it's a continual thing. It doesn't have to happen by February 1st. Mm. It doesn't have to happen by 2018. All that I'm really worried about is that I've taken uh, conscious, uh, action into trying to improve self and all these things are a reflection of that. Sure. And I just think that for me, that's probably going to be a new, it's a new way, but I think it's going to be a more effective way of me um, obtaining these things that I have written down and that uh, just evaluating resolutions. What do I, what did I do well? What do I want to prove? And what yeah. do I want to add or move or whatever? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, <clears throat> I like, I like broad 
resolutions because when you when you create a resolution that says I'm going to drop 10 pounds now your goal and that that's that's what you have to do right where you can resolve to do something to make yourself just healthier in general and then your body will do what it needs to do to become healthier and <clears throat> I think for me I take obviously I think it's important for me to build resolutions based on something that I'm doing right and it, it becomes more attainable because we make these resolutions and we just say I'm going to do this now and there's no foundation there. And if you're not setting the foundation even ahead of time, like you have to have managed expectations. I'm going to run a marathon. Well, if you're hundred pounds overweight, like let's just set the foundation for good nutrition and, and right. health right? Let's get you healthy. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, for me, um, my big thing is, is, uh, there's, there's, there's concrete things, but then there's other things too. I've been given an opportunity to, to be as healthy as I possibly can. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing drugs. Um, so like the sky's the limit, right? So I could be the healthiest I've ever been in my entire life. I'm not drinking. I'm not. So part of my goal, and, and this is what helps me and, and it, it might not help other people, but I, I like accountability. And so I'll set a time frame, and I'll say, okay, I, for 120 days or for 90 days, I am going to do X, Y, Z. So what I'm doing is for health status, I'm not sticking to any sort of diet. I'm not being un, I'm cutting out like refined shitty sugar. So none of the candy, the ice cream is going to be the hardest part, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm going to reward myself, right? I'm going to eat some, some, some ice cream from time to time, but I'm going to make the decision to eat three meals a day, try to get the seven to eight hours of sleep per night. So I'm going to get pre-labs drawn. I'm going to get cortisol level, inflammation markers, cholesterol, um, red blood count, complete blood count, and just see where I'm at. And in six Dude, months, I'm, I'm in on that with okay, you. I want to cool. get a whole like hormone panel done sure, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <clears throat> we'll go, I'm going to spend the money on it or through insurance or through the VA, get it done. And in six months, do a hard check again. And so that accountability really helps. Like I'm like, okay, look, I just, I paid for this a B now I know I'm going to go do this again in six months. I, I need to make some take some action here and I've got yeah. the time to do it. I've got the ability. So there's a couple of things I need to do there. And I already did it. Cut out the cut out the recreational chewing tobacco. That ugly, nasty you, habit. Man. Um it hasn't been as hard as I thought. I mean, it just you just that's the thing. Like you just do it. Like, okay, now I'm just gotta do that now. And <laughs> not to is, interrupt you, but what's yeah. funny about that is at the Lions game on Sunday and I had a couple beers and I finished the one and I was sitting there and I was like, Man, this is the first time in a long time where I've been like, I would definitely have a chew right now if I could. I was like, why? I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure like there'll be something where I'll, I'll want one, but you know, it's like, okay, what's I, the point? What's the point? Exactly. So I'm, and so the other thing probably with that was it goes along with health, right? I am spread thin. I work th four times a week. I'm doing podcasting roughly, you know, I'm pushing out close to four, four times in a week where I'm doing a podcast. Right. Am I going to be able to work out five or six times a week? Probably, probably not in a really meaningful way. So part of that is you're going to work out. You're going to lift something and you're going to pull something and you're going to push something three times a week. I don't care if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't care if it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I don't care if it's Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, or well, it'd be Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. You're going to do something three times a week. Right. And when you, even if it is walking outside and doing 10 back squats, it's better than, you know, so indecision is still a decision. So right. I, it, I'm going to do something. Action is still a little bit more action than it would have been nothing. So that's the big thing. Do the labs, try to clean up the diet, 
put take out the bad stuff and recheck in six months. Um, so I think I think uh, for you and I, what we're trying to send out there for if anybody wants to join in on this is that what what you're trying to do is create a better overall picture. Sure. You, you know, understand your what, but don't worry so much about the how. Yeah. Uh, just take action, and at some point, it will kind of smooth itself yeah. out into something very comfortable. But making hard decisions means that you have to recreate the the mm-hmm. framework, the foundation of it, yeah. and that's awesome. That's an opportunity to reset, and you might have to reset seventeen thousand times throughout the next year to accomplish these things. Who cares? If it's important to you, you will make mm-hmm. it a manageable effort to make sure it happens. Yeah. And I think the word I want to use the most is manageable. These mm-hmm. things do not rabbit – they don't – what is the phrase? Pigeonhole you? They don't cement sure, yeah. you into one thing, whatever the phrase is. I'm yeah. not smart enough to figure that one out right now. Pigeonholes. But yeah. it's, it's, it's understand that you can be flexible with a goal. And if you don't hit it this year, it doesn't mean that you failed. It just means that the end result was not what you drew it up to be. But did, did you get anything out of the process? Mm-hmm. And I think all fear, all resolution, it's that – enjoyment or joy of life comes from being where you are right now, enjoying the process and the process of learning, the process of change, the process of growth, whatever it is. And I think that's really what our goal was with doing resolutions. Sure. Is, yeah. And I think that's why we didn't put hard resolutions no, down. It's, it's it doesn't, because yeah. it, nothing's really changing. We're just taking conscious effort to better ourselves better. in the direction we want to go. Exactly. I mean, to, to say I'm going to lose 10 pounds or gain 10 pounds, that's all you're, that's all you're focusing on. You're not focusing on, hey, by eating healthier and working out or doing walking, running, pushing, pulling three times a week, if you're, it's going to change your mental status. It's going to change all these things that are going to help you achieve that goal overall. So, so don't, don't be so stuck on the hard, the hard timelines and the hard extremes and the extremes because yeah, you won't achieve. And especially when you don't achieve, then it becomes more devastating. And that failure is even more, it's uh, a crash. It's it's setting yourself up for a crash. It's like using drugs. You, yeah. you go oh, to this huge extreme and then you come down and you're like, well, I'm deeper exactly. than I ever was, you know, like it doesn't yeah. matter. So, um, I guess, you know, I, I think probably get wrapping up here, yeah, but absolutely. Uh, for people gotta... at home, we did start a Facebook group. Um, if that's your platform that you like to use, what was the name of the Facebook group that we so started? It is life is done semicolon. 2018 resolutions abound. So you can just cool. type in life is done. Um, you'll be able to find it right now. I think it's closed this week. I'll pop it up and we'll put something out on like Instagram or Facebook that it's open. But anyway, you can, you can continue to elaborate on it. Yeah. So, it, you know, if you, if that's your platform, if you want to use multiple platforms, uh, send us a message on at, uh, at life is done on, on Instagram, uh, whether it's private or it's anything, just Support systems for accountability are huge for us. You and I, Nate, it's pretty easy. We're in the same house usually. So yep. uh, when I need to slap you across the face, I'll do it figuratively because um, I don't need to get beat up. Um, but reach out if you want help with stuff. Um, and I think we talked about this. We are not. We don't have a strict plan with how we're going to use this stuff. But um, maybe February 1st, we'll start to restart your resolution because it's so yeah. easy to get – kind of, you know, things get too lofty sometimes and we got to reevaluate. That's cool. That's great. That's learning. Um, and maybe we'll do that monthly where it's just, you know, we'll see you guys in September and be like, so what have you accomplished? And if you've accomplished it, have you reevaluated to make it go further Mm -hmm. or have you developed something new? So, um, regardless of if it's on that, uh, whether it's a resolution or you just want to talk, I know I told you that we had a, a young lady, uh, randomly messaged me and it was probably one of the coolest experiences of my life thus far. She just opened up and um, 
very, you know, it's, it's not going anywhere in private. Uh, I love helping people. I know you're the same way. So, um, if you just want to you know, talk, if you got, if you have critiques, you want to talk yep. about a trip you're going on, you want to talk about your resolutions. That's sweet. We enjoy it. Um, but again, uh, find that Facebook page. If you're interested, mm-hmm. find us on Instagram uh, at life is done, or you can find, uh, what is your, what is your personal? I don't uh, know if you so, want to. Yeah, no, that. personal Insta- Instagram is Nate Welline, W E L L E I N. Facebook is the same thing. Nate Welline. Um, the, obviously the, the Facebook page is life is done. That's D U N N not D O N E. So, right. um, the correct, <clears throat> correct, uh, spelling of the, done, the correct right? spelling of done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, just hit us up for whatever reason. Yeah. And at the end of the day, guys, uh, appreciate you guys listening and, um, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform. If you are using Podomatic and you have the ability to use iTunes, please subscribe. You're helping us out, uh, with reaching others and, um, I guess uh, that's good for yeah. now. We'll, we'll uh, start pressing we'll be, on for the weekend. Absolutely. Uh, if you are fearing anything, go right to it. That's that's your answer. That's your it. answer is in the fear. It's just an emotion. All right, brother. Appreciate you, cool. and uh, we'll we'll be back next time. For sure, man. Take care. See ya. Bye.